hang on a minute. What are we even talking about today? Oh, honey, we're giving the people what they want. to the Sex Den Podcast, everyone. We are here for episode five, episode cinco, and things are getting rowdy today. We have our iced coffees in hand, and we are really excited about today's topic, which is how to know when it's a no. As always, please go follow our personal pages, and we will be talking about this right after the intro, (laughs) but follow our personal pages with your host, SheWolf Lauren, which is Lauren White, (laughs) (laughs) and Camille Misbach. We are the sisters you've always wanted, the friends you never knew you needed. That's right. And we are ready for episode five, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to the Sexton. I love it. I'm so happy to be here. And we are recording separately again today. I'm still in Tulum. And you are back at home with my little pooch, Momo, and your husband, Michael. (laughs) That (laughs) is exactly right. So for the next couple episodes, video is not quite an option for us. So (laughs) these will be podcast-only episodes. It just makes more sense. The Wi-Fi in the jungle is not the best. (laughs) The vibe's immaculate. The (laughs) Wi-Fi, shoddy. (laughs) That's right. A real big mess. And speaking Perfect. of a real big mess, should, I, I feel like we should just fly into this because, yeah, okay, well, no, no, no. Let's stick with our protocol. Cami, how are you, kid? Well, everyone, last week when we recorded, I was a few days or maybe like a week after my plant medicine experience in the jungle in Tulum. If you have not listened, episode four explains uh, my DMT journey and what was going on to me before, during, and after. I am doing a lot better this week. (laughs) I'm sleeping. I'm eating. I am pretty much back to myself other than the fact that I swear I think I am more alive than ever. (laughs) I drove in the night time uh, on Saturday (laughs) night for the first time. <laughs> that was such a weird way to say it. Um, I went on a date with Michael and I drove home. <laughs> I, drove, I drove in the nighttime. <laughs> I drove in the nighttime. It was at night. Lauren, lights are brighter. I know. Sounds, sounds are more serene. <laughs> <laughs> sounds are soundier. Sounds are, are beautiful. Everything is just a little bit heightened. Um, wow. my, my reactivations have gone away, so I'm not feeling out of my body anymore. I'm feeling very much in my body, and I'm feeling great. Michael and I, um, this weekend, we got art supplies. Michael Ooh. is a really great cartoonist, and I apparently can paint because <laughs> wow. I am painting my first painting inspired by my experience in Tulum. And I'm really excited to start sharing some of my art and stuff on my Instagram. So it's been a great week. Well, I just have to say that just write one more thing down on her resume of things that Camille is excellent <laughs> at. Because holy shit, I, you're, you're like, yeah, we're going to be painting. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. Because our grandmother is an artist and so is our aunt Val and 
I did not realize, Cammie, that you are just like she knows how to do shadows and stuff and can make like <laughs> eyeballs and good lips and like cheekbones and boobies. I mean, you were doing like really good art. Yeah, this one is a woman and she is alive and awake. I can't wait to share this one. And I'm really excited to learn more about it. And, you know, of course, I'm a Pinterest freak. So I'm looking up everything on Pinterest and getting inspired by people's art. I mean, the the more <laughs> the more you do art. No, I've only done it for one day. <laughs> you know, the thing about art. The thing when about being an artist. So I would just like to say something. If you are a new artist, this is yeah. what I learned over my time as an artist. Over my time over the past day. <laughs> no, what I was going to say. <laughs> what I was going to say. It is so, it was like so cheesy. What I was going to say though is looking on Pinterest, I was looking up woman, you know, some people's paintings actually look like pictures. I mean, I, after trying for a night to paint a woman, I have such an appreciation for people who draw the most, paint the most realistic things like shadows and stuff are hard. A yes. woman is an intricate being and it's tough, but I have I have great appreciation for the art community. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'd like to How gain you some appreciation. <laughs> well, so you I need have been <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I actually just bought a canvas. Yeah. And <laughs> my art is more modern style, so okay, not much of a shape. <laughs> yeah. Mine's more abstract. Yeah, not not going to commit to anything in particular. But no, I've been called to to different instruments recently. I'm collecting quite a variety of shamanic sound makers. Oh, so like you know, Shane got a drum, and I got. I have a couple different maracas now, and yeah. I'm just so happy about it. I have a whole shamanic jingle bell. <laughs> Yes. Like what are those shamanic jingle bells called? That's exactly what I have. (laughs) And I respect the shit out of them. It's so fun. I wake Uh up in the morning and all I'm going to do is play my chimes. After your couple days, do you have more respect for musicians? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, great. You know, the thing about music when you're making it is it's it's practice every day and you keep showing up and you don't stop (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay our week has been full of new gifts wait I wasn't finished my week has been so fabulous because Shane is here and he is he's my best friend in the whole entire world Hmm. and I'm so happy to spend time with him other than you Yeah. yeah Love him so much. So happy he's here. And what's your we're favorite having... memory this past week? Come on, just tell me one. Well, I've been having some really crazy meditations. And mm-hmm. I think that my meditations with I've also been using hape or rape, mm-hmm. depending on where you are in the world. And it's like an Amazonian tobacco powder that you blow up your nostrils with this little special instrument. <laughs> and Shane and I have been doing that. And it's gross and it's vulnerable because you're like spitting and it's nasty. But then afterward, you kind of have this like several moments of clarity and it opens your heart space. So I've been really enjoying doing hape with Shane and then having really great conversations after. (laughs) It's really fun. (laughs) I don't exactly. (laughs) To the lay person, that may seem lame. To those seeking a deeper self, that seems special. 
<laughs> yeah. And also like, okay, I partied my ass off last night. We went to Taboo and mm. I danced so fucking hard with oh. these two gorgeous models. One's from London and one is from New York or uh, London and Paris, but one lives in LA. They were these, they literally looked like aliens. Their skin was like fucking shea butter. They're like the, I don't know how to describe it. They were incredibly beautiful men, both gay. Shane and I were in love with them. We just had so much fun. We literally <laughs> picked them up at breakfast and we're like, do you want to come to Taboo with us tonight? And we had to go with them. It was oh just a blast. God, that is yeah. so much fun. I love that. I can't wait to go back to Tulum and do the dancing side of things other than the curling up in a ball type things. That's exactly right. Okay. So, So, okay. Before we get into our topic, which this was, okay. So today we're doing how to know when it's a no. And we're going to talk about it in a sex friend scenario and a relationship scenario. I absolutely love this topic because I believe I truly am with my soulmate and have really opened love, opened my heart to feeling love and when, when to know when it's a yes. Uh, this was a very popular topic for us on one of our lives uh, about eight months ago. Can you believe that was eight wow. months ago, sister? Um, no, I cannot. Yeah. So eight months ago, we did this topic. It had steaming hot reviews. <laughs> Whoa. So we are going to go because this is one of the ones we lost when it was uh, our Instagram was disabled. Um, but before that, speaking of disabled Instagram accounts, our Sexton podcast Instagram was just disabled this morning. God damn it. I went to post a photo of us recording episode number five and it has been freaking disabled again. Again. I am so pissed off. I'm so pissed off too. And what, I, what about us needs to be censored? Can we I not don't have know. real conversation? Can we not talk about sex without people post essentially their full naked bodies, which hello, I appreciate that as well. I think that's gorgeous. But people are allowed to do that, but we can't have a real conversation about DMT and travel sex like are you serious we didn't even post anything it's just so weird because we didn't post like videos of us even talking really I mean I guess there was no there were videos talking but we did not post clips of us talking about sex so I'm specifically pissed because we were trying to be extremely careful is it just because sex is in the name I don't understand It, it must be It must be that. And I mean, the thing is, is that (laughs) this is, this is the age that we're living in and it's a really unique time to be alive, especially if you're in the sex space or like the sex coaching space or wanting to have these kind of conversations because in real life, there's this explosion of sexual confidence and conscious consciousness and wanting to deepen the relationship with the self and with others and all of this stuff. And then the powers that be are censoring the absolute shit out of apps like Instagram and anywhere really, even on YouTube. Like I've thought so many times about what is the best outlet for us. And it turns out that even YouTube isn't great. We can't monetize it. It, 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 It's just, it's really, really frustrating. And 
I learned recently that it isn't even just Instagram. It's actually the app stores because so many people started doing OnlyFans and stuff like that, that the app stores started threatening Instagram because you're not on the app stores. You're not allowed to have sex based apps. And so they were saying that uh, like, you know, Pornhub doesn't have an app. OnlyFans doesn't have an app. You know, you can't have sex based apps. I don't understand that either. You should be able to have a sex-based yeah, app. Yeah, what it's do so you strange. mean? Okay. It's so strange. Yeah. Um, but they – it's those – it's that kind of power, like the actual app stores that are saying, Instagram, you need to clean your shit up because we don't allow sex-based apps. And Instagram is – was even originally – it was an app for like modeling and photos. Yeah. So, so anyway, it's that. So it's just all these levels of censorship on conversations. I mean, our first episode is called Sex is Life because sex is life. It's insane that we cannot talk about this stuff or that we are censored for talking about it. Yeah, what's crazy too is these first couple episodes for us, we thought we were going to like really dive into like some raunchy sex stuff, you know, funny stuff. Well, the tides have turned and we're kind of both on this self-healing and love journey. So we've mostly been focused on that. So Mm -hmm. what bothers me is we were censored on topics which are about building your self-power and self-love. It wasn't even centered around sex. Right. So I don't know what we're going to be doing in the future. We're going to have to have conversations with with me and Lauren, obviously, about what is next. Obviously, the podcast is a great space for us to be able to talk about this kind of stuff. Right. And for now, I mean, who even knows? <laughs> yeah, I know. And we want to be, we want to be able to promote it, you know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's frustrating. And maybe we do like an incognito Instagram, you know, like TSD pod or something. Yeah, I mean, we're going to just have to come up with a a new name. TSD Pod sounds like a great idea, but we're going to brainstorm and we will let you guys know what happens with everything. For now, we're just going to be promoting on our personal pages. So make sure you follow those at SheWolfLauren and at Camille Misbach. I have to spell my first and last name now that I'm married. So C-A-M-I-L-L-E-M-I-S-B-A-C-H. And we'll promote from there and... Let's just get started because this is making me so sad. Yeah. <laughs> no. I'm in a really so, good mood today. <laughs> you're feeling so good. Just think of your art. Just think I'm of your art. looking at my women as we speak. <laughs> yes. That's very good. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about our topic today because we mm-hmm. love to talk about topics. <laughs> and today's topic is how to know when it's a no. And that could be a little bit confusing. What we're saying specifically is you know when you're like dating somebody or having sex with somebody or you're in the dating world and you kind of get that like little intuition that starts to happen in your chest and it's like "Mm, Mm -hmm. this isn't feeling right this isn't feeling right and then you start searching and searching and searching for well maybe it is maybe I'm just not good enough maybe it's you know blah 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 xyz We are here to help you with how to basically tune into that and how to know when you're dating a no, how to know when to just get out of it. Yeah, it's essentially how to know when energetically the relationship is just a should be a no for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, energetically. And we're not talking like, okay, all of a sudden you need to make rash decisions, but it's just kind of things to spark some conversations and some inner dialogue to see if you're in the best situation for yourself. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. And this was sparked because I had a former student reach out to me and she asked, she was just like asking all these questions about this guy and it was kind of, it was a situationship kind mm-hmm. of a situation. Yep, we'll and talk about like, that. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it, but that is what sparked this is just this idea of like making sure that we are honoring ourselves, you know, and like that. Making sure that we're honoring ourselves in yeah. any type of relationship. Yeah, so let's start with sex friends. Okay. Fuck buddies, freaky friends, whatever you want to call it. Friends with benefitos. Friends with benefitos. Uh <laughs> this can go very well in the correct scenario and it can also go uh very wrong (laughs) I think we've both had a couple of these where you're kind of just like yeah that doesn't feel great in my heart (laughs) yes and I think that the first and really important thing to say in this is no matter what type of relationship you're in you deserve respect in any type of connection you're having. And this, this for me, touches more closely to home in a fuck buddy relationship Mm. because it can feel in your heart like, oh, you know, well, we are just sex friends. So, oh, it's okay if he's not texting back, he or she's not texting back, you know. Right. You know, saying... I don't know any of the things that you would maybe expect in a relationship, but it doesn't matter. Even if you're just having sex, you still deserve to be respected. Yeah. Well, you deserve to be respected in the way that you need to be for that situation. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're just fuck buddies. Communication is still so important. Right. So like if you're being, if this person's hitting you up on a Saturday night and asking you to come over super late and that feels good for you, then great. But if they're hitting you up and then ghosting you and later in the week and you're feeling like shit about it, then it's a no. Right. Yeah. So like having expectations of them about like, hey, during on the weekends, you know, like, is this feeling good for you? I just love that question. Is this feeling good for you? Yep. Like not even just with sex, but in in any situation. Like How's the relationship feeling for you? Yeah. Like, are you good How with being fuck buddies? for you? Yeah. <laughs> are you down it's with so this? It's so simple. It's so simple, but we can easily wrap our brains into sort of a frenzy about sort of creating a situation for yourself where you're like, no, this does feel comfortable for me. And you're really just lying. You know, like you really want something more. I feel like I have a a previous sort of situationship sex friend thing and it felt so wrong in my heart the whole time, but I was holding on to it because the sex was really incredible mm. and it still broke my heart. I mean, Ugh. it really hurt me because mm-hmm. essentially what happened with this person is we had slept together on many, many occasions, um, even had had conversations about like, yeah, you know, I have feelings for you. I'm just not in that type of space. Uh, to hold a relationship and then they basically ghosted me for like four months Jesus out of nowhere I know it, it was a question your whole identity doesn't it I 
No, it's actually so sad. But if I was being honest with myself, even after the first interaction, I knew in my heart it was a no. Yeah. What made you feel? What what in your heart? What did it feel like in your heart? Well, we had slept together and it was this really, really great sex. Mm-hmm. And the person never reached out to me after and we hung out with mutual friends so it's like you know we're gonna see each other right it felt like you know and then when I I think I finally ended up texting him saying hey that was really fun he's like oh yeah like sorry I've been so busy and it was like Mm. from the very beginning it couldn't just be like that was great sex I just I want you to know like I it would that's it you know, it, it just felt right. like the communication was kind of spotty and confusing the whole time. But if I'm looking at it, it's like, was it confusing or was I just trying to push something more? Probably that. Like, if I had a friend in the same situation, what I would say was, he's just not into you. It's a no. Right. He's just not yeah. into you and you can – but but – the confusing part about that is, is when you have that kind of a sexual connection with somebody, it can be so hard because it's like, how could he, po- how could he possibly not be that interested in me when we just had soul sex? Like it, it uh, doesn't make sense yeah. on our energy, on our energetic bodies. Yeah, it's so important to remember that you can still have mind blowing sex with someone, and it can still be a no, and it can still hurt your soul. Like uh. that's it. Yep. <laughs> that's it. And it it's, really done. It's, it's so true because, you know, I I had a situation like that this year yep. where I was in a situation that was strictly fuck buddies and I knew it immediately. Mind-blowing sex right away. Like it was literally the best sex I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. In that in that caliber, it was when I was in that like dominant situation. Yeah, best sex ever. I was so attracted to this person, I could barely stand it. Ugh. And it was the same kind of thing. Like, couple were I can't remember. I think he may have texted me right after, but it wasn't like, holy shit, I have to see you again tomorrow. It was like that yeah. was such hot sex. You know, I could just tell right away that the effort. I always measure this with effort, right? Like. Yes. What's the effort? Because I was just going to say that. Yeah, because like in a good fuck buddy situation or just a good human situation, just like a casual check-in after or like, hey, I hope you have a great day. Last night was so much fun for me. I look forward to seeing you again. Or like, I hope to see you again. You know, like it can be something so respectful and mm-hmm. still maybe not open the doors to anything further. But just having like a mutual respect for a human being. Yes. And I guess this is like one night stands. Uh, territory too yep but well even even more even more than just um I hope to see you again even if you don't hope to see the person again yeah I don't know to me I just feel like it's a general a genuine respect for a, a human being in their heart like you don't know how sex can affect someone so just saying like hey that was such a fun night like I just want to let you know, like, I'm not in the space for a relationship. I think that was so wonderful. Just kind of closing it off because otherwise you're just up for – your mind's up for interpretation. You're just (laughs) creating these scenarios of like, oh, they're just busy. They won't – they don't need to text me, you know? Right. Yeah, and I think this kind of (laughs) – 
we can kind of get a little deeper with this too. And it's like, if we look at sex, like I, I don't know, man, I, my whole perspective of sex is changing right now. Yeah. Because I just think that even when you are in a fuck buddy situation or you're kind of in any situation, like I, Sex is a spiritual experience. Yeah. You are literally welcoming someone into your body. Yes. Like, can you imagine that? Like, it's imagine. It's the only time. Yeah. You're it's becoming the only one. Time. <laughs> you're becoming one. You're yep. literally, your, your soul, it doesn't matter if you're wasted and you're fucking a random person or if you're, if you're having a fuck buddy. I don't care. Like, sex is spiritual. It is divine. Yeah. And whether or not you choose to see it that way, it's totally up to you. But energetically, like for me, it feels like, geez, I mean, that's a really big deal. And I've said that my whole life, right? Like my body is a temple. I, I take care of who comes, who literally comes inside of it, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I care yeah. about that kind of stuff. And so I think that if we get honest with ourselves about what sex means to us, then it kind of can help us to identify when things are a no. It, it just like it probably would really help us to identify in general what feels good to us what things yep. mean to us so that we can say yes and no to not only sexual experiences or sexual partners, but to like, I don't know, a job offer yeah. or like to anything. Yeah. It's important. And I think it's a boundary thing as well. And this word has been coming up for me a lot because yes. I have not been so great at setting my own boundaries. And I'm recently coming into trusting myself because of my, honestly, my DMT journey and mm -hmm. realizing that I can set my own boundaries. I can say when I want to say no, um, mm -hmm. because specifically for relationships like this, this is the type of boundary I'm talking about is like to recognize when you're putting in all of the effort. Yes. I love when you mentioned the word effort because yeah. one of the boundaries I feel it, I feel for any, I mean, you know what? Every person is different, but for me, my boundary is like, no, I am not going to be the one putting in all the effort. That does not feel good in my heart. And if right. I would have been able to have that realization, you know, years ago when that happened to me, it's like, I would be trusting actions over words. Like, okay, can they maybe text me back when I'm texting them all the time? Sure. Does that right. mean that they're putting in any effort in like trying to make a connection with me? No. So I need to set right. my boundary of like, I don't want just a sex friendship right now. Like I have a deep connection with you. That's what I want. Setting my boundary. If they don't want that, that's fine. But it's like that can help you define if the relationship feels like a yes or no to you. <laughs> setting your own boundaries before they're sort of setting you in these limits or these boundaries for themselves. Okay, Cammy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I uh -huh. hear you. Yeah, I, hear you. I know. I this you. is the new me. <laughs> and I think. Girl, I love gonna, you. I'm going to throw this in there too because I think that this was mentioned in the last one. Um, another thing with setting boundaries is you just start to realize your worth. And oh, yeah. I think this is like a major combo with the fuck buddy thing because. I was in the situation where it's like I felt lucky to be mm -hmm. hanging out with the person or like having sex or whatever. 
And being able to set boundaries is telling yourself that you are the prize. Right. You are the prize. You do not need to be feeling lucky that you're with someone. Right. (laughs) That doesn't seem like a beneficial relationship to me, at least in my heart. I want both parties to feel like they're lucky as shit to be sleeping with each other. (laughs) Yeah. Lucky as shit. Lucky is the best kind of shit. Like, (laughs) I know. And, you know, it's. I love what you were talking about. First of all, everything that you just said, I'm clapping for you. And I'm I'm clapping for your growth, even just in the that expression of boundaries and self-worth. Because I remember before I even left for this journey that I'm on, and by journey I literally mean like left San Diego. Yeah. We were having a conversation about boundaries, and you're like, oh honey, I'm great with boundaries. Uh, <laughs> and I, I said, and you you were talking to me about how I haven't what would you say? No, no, no. How- I was working on my boundaries. So I was saying, no, you can't stay with me that long because I, I'm setting boundaries. I have boundaries. Uh, yeah. I'm Do you remember boundaries. what you I said? Have- yes. And I said, I said, oh, I'm excellent with boundaries. I don't have them. <laughs> I don't have any. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. And, you know, but <laughs> all jokes aside, I think that those conversations with yourself about boundaries and honoring them, knowing what works for you is so important because, you know, I look back at the sex buddy relationship that I had this past year and I laugh at that me in that situation because I'm like, bitch, what? Like you, I know. Like, are you kidding me? And when I look back at that, it's just like literally zero effort and you will get yourself, you know how it feels to me when it's a no it feels like total chaos. Yeah. It feels like chaos in my body. It feels like there's this writhing in my heart. There's this weirdness around like, okay, what exactly should I text back to make Ugh. sure that like maybe I get a response? And like what what um what can I say or what can I do to to entice this person further? Yep. And that I have never heard, well, not never, but very rarely have I heard of something long-lasting that begins in that chaos phase. Yes. Like, you know what a I good mean? Point. It's like that when you're asking your friends like, okay, he just texted me this. Like, what do you think I should say? And you're yeah. texting back and it's like, oh, haha, he said this. Look at that. That shit, that is a no. Just that is a no. no. If you're listening to this. That is just a no. Yeah. Because – it puts you in a place it, and this isn't even just about power. It's about worth. Like you yep. said, you are worthy of more than analyzing every single text that somebody sends you every yep. single, literally three word answer. And you're like, what do you think he means by that? Uh, shit's cool. Like, okay, that shit's cool. Like, is he talking about like everything that I just said? Or is he I talking know. about like, do you know what it's I'm like saying? So painful. Yeah. We've all done I it too. It's, this is this is when I I want to just add one quick thing before you keep going is it's when you're constantly having to explain to your friends or I can't think of the word when you're always trying to uh validate or mm. make it seem okay to your friends like right I had a friend that was in this type of thing and I'm like mm-hmm. does he ever text you and they're like no but he's just super busy at work um you know, he just right. doesn't like the text. It's like, no, 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 no. Y- you're always having to explain what's going on. 
it's a no justify that's the word you're looking for yes you're always trying to justify the lack of effort it's a freaking no yeah and it's a freaking no and people can see it's it's like your friends can see it listen to them they can see it listen to them people can see it you can see it you can recognize it and when you're in it it feels like there's no possible way you could stop being in it but you can because it feels really empowering to notice when you're in something that isn't serving you and just shut it down shut Shut it it down down. (laughs) anyone who's new girl shut it down (laughs) shut it down and I'm doing the specific hand gesture gesture (laughs) you do need to shut it down because I I love what you were saying sis of I've never heard of a relationship that starts like that that ends ends up like really great because when you're starting with a person that's feeling like they're lacking like the one person is feeling lucky it how will that transition to a relationship do you is it all of a sudden going to just change and they're gonna really respect you potentially but only if they're willing to do a lot of self-work on themselves and not only that wait I want to sorry I don't mean to just interrupt you but it's not only the other person having to do a lot of work on themselves, you have to do work on yourself because you've already set the stage for worthlessness. Yeah. You already showed up in the relationship thinking, oh, I'm not worthy of this person, so I will accept zero fucking effort. Mm -hmm. So it's actually you. I don't even think it's as much to do with the other person. When you start showing up to every single relationship and everything that you're in feeling worthy, people treat you differently because they don't have a fucking choice. They don't have a choice. I know. You know what? Mom says this and she always used to say this and I would say, oh, I don't really know about that. But now I actually do understand where she's coming from. And what she says is you teach someone how to treat you Mm. Mm -hmm. to a certain extent. I mean, people obviously will treat you how they want because depending on how they were raised, blah, 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 you know, a certain amount of factors, but ultimately you do decide how somebody treats you. If you set your boundaries from the start, like if you're like, yeah, you know what? This isn't, this isn't my vibe. Like you're giving me absolutely no fucking effort. And they're just like, what do you mean? You know, it's like, well, I just told you exactly how I feel. (laughs) So there, You either yeah. treat me differently or we don't have anything at all. You know, it's really right. empowering to say something like that. <laughs> it is. It is empowering. And I think to even go further with what mom was saying, I think specifically in a long-term relationship, mm. it's um, there is always room for growth if your partner is meeting you there. Yeah. You know, like there's room for growth and to renegotiate how you want to be treated. Because I think that especially like, you know, Cammy, you're going through this right now where you are showing up differently right now, not in a bad way, but in a growth way. Like you're yeah. speaking what you want. You're saying things. You're probably going to be setting boundaries. You're, you yep. know, you're really showing up in who you are. And Michael gets to now grow with you, you know? Oh, yeah. And th- we're kind of getting a little bit off topic, but I just feel like, yes, you teach someone how to treat you. And also, you teach you how to treat you. Like, Mm. Mm -hmm. you get to step into, how do I treat myself? Do I love myself and treat myself with respect? Do I, with what respect means for me? Not like a universal respect, right? But like, what does it feel like to be respected by myself? 
Is it that I care for myself and have time with myself and do things that make my body feel good and masturbate and whatever feels good for you, light candles? Am I treating myself and knowing that I'm the prize for me? Yeah. That is the root of it for me. Always. (laughs) It always comes back to the self. Always. Yeah. That's such a beautiful thing. And you know what? Just as we talked about when you come in as your truth is that you going in with your truth now allows other people to speak their truth as well. Mm-hmm. And this just happened to me because I told you I am I have decided to start speaking my truth about boundaries, about when I want to go out, what I want to do for the day, blah, blah, blah. And we were at a friend's house and I go, I don't want to go out tonight. No. And Michael just said, babe, I, you know what? I love that you've been speaking your mind lately and you've yeah. been saying exactly what you want. And for me, that was my truth with my partner. But for some women, all of us or, or men, whatever, in a relationship, if you all of a sudden start speaking your truth, you just need to be prepared for your partner's reaction as well. And it can mm-hmm. go, it can be a positive or negative reaction. And that also will tell you if it's a yes or a no. (laughs) I know. And sometimes that's really hard. There is a lot of fear. There is fear about growth because when you grow, oftentimes it includes leaving people behind. Mm, We've talked about this. Yep. Yeah. So it's hard and that can be, you know, I get a lot of DMs like that. Every time I put up a QA, and a it's like, I'm feeling this huge expansion in my chest and my partner just is not there you know mm-hmm. like what do I do and I'm like leave <laughs> I, I not know. leave not right away obviously like work you can work on it make space for them to grow and I, I just think that you'll know as well it, it's it's tough I go through this with my clients a lot and oh, I've talked about course. that before is like when you start to step into your worth it becomes more and more obvious who isn't actually in your corner yeah and who isn't actually supposed to be standing by your side that's the honest truth which is both beautiful and so scary and, scary. and yeah. you know what though I've said this before and I'll say it again I'm here for scary Me too. (laughs) I am here for scary. Like, give me scary if that means truth. If the truth is scary, give it to me. I don't want to be living a life where I'm not afraid. Because if I'm not afraid, then I feel like I'm dead. I don't know. I don't. It's like having a little fear inside you is good. Pushing your limits. Pushing the boundaries. It feels. Come on. That shit is scary, but it is good. (laughs) That's growth. I mean, like we talked about in our last episode, growth isn't this beautiful dancing in the flowers type of thing. It's no. scary and it's fucking terrifying. Yes, it is. <laughs> but it's and beautiful. It's beautiful. Like, what's your book about? You know, what's your book about at the end of your life? Yeah. Is there a point where you're like, yep, the, the main character was super fucking scared and she shit her pants for real. <laughs> like she got diarrhea because she has Montezuma's revenge yeah. <laughs> in Tulum and she yeah. told her best friend she's in love with them. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, you know, what happened? What it's happened, like, people? Yeah. <laughs> or was your life boring as fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, though. Like... <laughs> 
you choose. Yeah, you choose, you little bitch. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah, like, which one is it? Which one is it? And yeah. I, I'm here for scary. Sorry if you're scared. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry if you're scared. But guess what? People have done hard shit before, and they are doing great. I know. Okay, so we have gone off topic, but essentially to wrap up the Every fuck buddy thing, I think, but it was so good. It's just so good. So the fuck buddy, honestly, I'm just going to say this as my last piece of advice. Do you want to know when it's a no? When you already know in your heart it's a no. It's that simple. Yeah, Every single person has been in a situation where you know in your heart it's not feeling great for you. Listen to that and cut that bitch off. You do That's not done. need that person. No, we're done. You do we're not done need with that, that person. And, and I think, yep. Yeah. Yep. You know in your heart. Mm-hmm. You know in your heart. And you know in your heart when it's time for you to grow too. I just identified it, and this is something that I want to talk about in a whole ass episode, but it's like a whirling. It's a whirling in your heart. A whirling you dervish. A whirling in your heart. They yeah, it is a whirling. No. Okay, I'm ready so, to do an episode on whirling. Uh, before so, we get into relationships, yeah, are we going to drop our theory? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what we're going to do. We have a theory. Because and this I want to create a school no about this. <laughs> yeah, we're actually going to create a whole course. <laughs> yeah, this is a school. And it is a very no. simple, simple theory. Yep. Do you want to drop it's our a, theory? Yeah, I'm going to drop our theory because I think – I think I created the theory with you. We created it on a rollerblading excursion. Of course we did. Man, I miss rollerblading with you. Me too. I'm missing this is you. So stupid. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll come home mm-hmm. for a couple days. I just extended my Tulum trip by another month. Can't stop. Mm. Love Can't it stop. here. And Can't I love speaking traveling. Spanish. <laughs> yeah. So uh here is our theory. Okay. Go ahead. Here's though. our theory. In hetero relationships, because those are the ones that we are the most familiar with. Mm. we believe that the relationships that really stand the test of time, like relationships that I look at and I'm like, damn, I love their love. Like when you love a couple's love, think about, I want everybody who's listening right now to actually think about this. When you love a couple's love, whether it's a, even a Hollywood love, seriously, like Yep. Mostly, even if you think about the the couples that you're like, man, I just love their love. Pam like and Jim. in a movie. Schmidt and what? Cece. Pam and Jim. Schmidt and Cece. <laughs> Fucking, you know, who, wait, Nick and Nick Jess, and Jess even. Nick and Jess. Yep, Nick like and Jess any even. of these relationships that you just love, right? Here it goes. Here it is. The man worships his woman. Mm. The man worships his woman. That is, in my opinion, so important. It's so important because we as women are so much. We're so worthy. We're so beautiful. We care, I mean, a lot about a lot of shit. Mm -hmm. We've overcome so much. We have to heal from so much. Literally all of us have to heal from so much because – the whole system is designed to make us feel like shit about ourselves, right? So you have to come out of that. But when I think about all of the love that I see, there is just a, a like, just a kind of like worship Universal style love. <laughs> and I'm not talking about obsession. I'm talking about like 
the man is loving the bigness of his woman and the strength of her. Yes. It's not the kind of relationships where the where the woman's kind of being like shit on. <laughs> like those are yeah. just not the ones. And she cannot worship him too much. It can be e- equal, but be she equal. has to be worshipped. She has to be worshipped. And listen, I am a woman who is now in a relationship where I am worshipped. There isn't a better feeling. <laughs> no. No. And my the relationships I love – also, the woman is worshipped. It's just a universal truth that I feel we have learned and we have seen through experience. And I'm sticking to that freaking theory. Yeah, like women, we go through relationships where we feel like we're lucky to have guys for most of our lives. Like pretty much from the time we're born, it's like make sure you get a man, like compete with other women to get a man. Like I hope men like what I'm wearing. I hope men, blah, 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 blah. So men can have more like whimsical relationships until they find the woman that they're enamored by. So you might as well make sure that the person they're fucking enamored by is you. Like (laughs) – It's so important. Like, they have to be in awe of you because you are the prize. Worship the feminine or the masculine, whatever the woman is seen as. But it's a worshiping scenario of letting a woman be all that they can be. That's that's what it is. Make sure that the thought of your name dances in their eyes. (laughs) And I don't mean that it's going to be perfect all the time, but I do mean that you deserve, we get to be seen and heard and like celebrated. It's so important. I want to be celebrated. I want to be celebrated too because because I celebrate. celebrate. I know. I was just going to say that too. Yeah. Like I celebrate the shit out of my man. And so if you – if, if I don't feel celebrated, this isn't going to go very well. No, it it never will. No. So that's our theory. We're sticking to it. Right. So Make how to sure know when it's worshipped. a no? How to know when it's a no, sis, in a healthy relationship is you don't feel worshipped. Say goodbye. But really also, say goodbye. So – I think say goodbye and also make sure that you are in, I think, okay, I'm going to extend on our theory right now. Mm -hmm. I think that not always, but there is an element of needing to know your own power so that you can recognize when the worshiping is occurring in a way that makes sense for you. Yeah. I want to I want to kind of like string this out a little bit more because okay for example I'll I'll use my own experience right now so it's not sounding so kind of all over the place okay I feel like because I know what my power is now and I feel very um committed to myself and just to my love for myself and for the world but I'm talking about mainly for me yeah that I can tell the kind of men Like I can call in the kind of man that I want because I know, I don't want to describe it. Well, you know the ways that you want to feel worshipped. It's like I am already worshipping myself so I can tell the serfs from the royalty. I can tell the difference between a man who just wants to fuck me and just fuck me and somebody who would like to have sex with me and feels 
excited to be having sex with a woman who is in her power. Yeah. Like, even if it's just somebody that I'm going to have sex with. Like I'm even talking about the UK guys. Yeah. Right? Like the, the people I talked about last time, I had sex with him and I knew that it probably wasn't going to be much, but he worshipped me. Yeah. For those three times that we had sex, he worshipped me. And, and everywhere in between, afterwards saying thank you, like I'm so honored to like be literally just in your space. Like that was so incredible. Yeah. Right? Like that feels great. And that's part of the self-love journey too. Like it's taken you time to get there to worship yourself. It's taken me time time to get there. And I wanted to throw in too, the ways that you want to be worshipped in a relationship are not the same as the ways your friends do. So you have to know yourself to know how it feels, how good it feels to be worshipped. And even just like a small little thing to – to kind of get your, you know, get the thoughts rolling in that area is just the love languages. Like, I think mm. that's really important. And the way that you want to be loved, if your person is willing to offer you that in those ways, that is a sign of being worshipped. Like, if they're yeah. loving you how you want to be loved and vice yeah. versa, you're not just loving the person the way that you want to be loved. You're loving them how they need to be loved. That mm-hmm. is just a form of general respect and love. I mean, and effort. that's when it's Hello? yes. Yeah. Effort, boundaries, love, respect. Boom. <laughs> I love effort. Yeah, me too. I so love effort. let's roll effort into talking about when to know it's a no in relationships. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this one is tough. Uh, and it's also not so tough. It's sort of the same as the fuck buddy relationship it's just tune into yourself I mean yeah does it feel good in your heart (laughs) yeah it's it's hard too because every relationship is different but I I know something that isn't different and that is something I'm obsessed with right now and it's the intuition Mm. and this feeling of like I think that we can trust our intuition so 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 deeply with a little bit of guidance like asking yourself questions so if you're in a relationship that you've been in for let's say like 10 years uh, we'll even say five years okay and you're just starting to feel like man okay this person maybe isn't seeing me I'm saying things and they're not really responding well like it's I'm feeling frustrated all the time, like first ask yourself, is it you or is it them? Could you grow together and you're just afraid of your own growth? Mm-hmm. Or is it that you maybe met this person during a time when you weren't your best you yeah. and you didn't even realize how much growth you had to do or you became in a relationship with them for a very – like a multitude of other reasons Yeah, and now it's no longer serving you. Yes. So your intuition is probably starting to turn on saying like, yo, no, like there's more to life than this. And I think that it's our responsibility and our call to answer to that. That is so beautifully said. And I would love to give an example of when this happened to me, which was. I would love to hear this. Yeah. My previous relationship who he was a wonderful person. Uh, We met in college and had a great time. Like, great memories. He has a wonderful family. He's a he has a beautiful heart. Mm-hmm. But we met at a time like going from college to 
moving to getting your first job, going to a new city is a huge time of growth. Mm -hmm. And as our mom says, you either grow together or you grow apart. Mm -hmm. And for me, I was diving into new spirituality, getting a yoga teacher training certificate, trying to learn surfing, doing all these things. And my partner at the time just wasn't wanting to do that. Right. And what it turned out is it was a full, I was still content in the relationship, but it was still a no. Right. And I think that that's really important. Like you can be fulfilled in a lot of ways, but it still be a no. And it being a no for you could just be, I need to grow on my own. And that's exactly what that was for me. Will someone appreciate and cherish the person that they are? Absolutely. Is it my match? No, it's just not. And you can feel it in your intuition. I felt it every single time I meditated, every time I did yoga, it was like something in my heart was just saying, this is just not for you anymore. You're just growing in different directions. It's just a no. Mm -hmm. Like, will you be happy? Would you be happy if you got married? And sure, you could be content. It would be stable. Would it be fulfilling for a lifetime? No. And so for me, I just had to leave. And obviously it's hard. It takes everybody, you know, their own pace to be able to leave. And I'm talking, we had no kids. We didn't own a home together. Obviously there are other factors Mm -hmm. for timeline, but even for me, it took like six months for me to finally admit to myself that it was going to be a no. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you just touched on something really great and, and, and also even if you did have pets, kids, (laughs) <laughs> Lamborghinis, yeah, whatever. How much is your happiness worth to you? How much yep. is living a fulfilled life worth to you? And we we're close with the relationship right now, where it's like, well, what would we do with the dogs? What would we do with our home? And like, what? It's like, what? Those are material That's, items. Like, yeah, is that enough no. for your fulfillment? Like, you <laughs> are fucking what? miserable, Susan. You're miserable. Yeah, Susie. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Yeah. Like, you know, those things cannot determine whether it's a yes. Let me tell you, material items are not what's keeping you a yes. Yes. Like, it's it's just not what's keeping you a yes. And check yourself. Like, the material items are what's keeping you together. It's a freaking no. It's a freaking (laughs) no. It's a freaking no. And that was exactly, during my last relationship, I I was the lever, right? Like, I did the breakup too. And it was so, it totally was those last things like, oh, what would I do with the dogs? Like, okay, what would I do about the finances? And I remember when I was breaking up, when Jason and I were breaking up, he, I was like, I'm so scared. You know, I don't know what to do. And he's like, those don't matter, Lauren. Yeah. You have to leave me. It was like this, it was so strange. It was so uh, mature of him, but he was like, that shit doesn't matter. Like it, that doesn't matter. Yep. Because love matters, right? Like love matters. And I think the most respectful thing you can ever do and the most loving thing that you can ever do is to leave when you know you need to go, not only for you, but for the other person. Oh, yeah. Because so many of us are like terrified to leave these relationships, but we know we have to go. And so we wait. And you know what you're doing when you're waiting? Of course, you're giving yourself time too. But you're also basically lying in your relationship because oh, you're pretty much yeah. like, 
you're making future plans. You're putting on a show. You you're, are. You're being performative. So don't be a little cis magoo. And <laughs> yeah. it's time to own your feelings and own your emotions and make a difference. Like make a change. Yeah. And I want to say, I'll just throw in quickly, obviously, well, this isn't obvious, but I want to make this obvious. There are situations where it is very tough to leave, such as an abusive relationship. Right. These, oh, just leave. It's not that hard. That is something that I I want to honor those people and just, you know, mm -hmm. tell them you can do it. But I understand that the circumstances are different and it may be a little bit more challenging. Um, right. And then just bouncing back to what you were saying is you are doing a disservice to you and the person you are with if you're staying when you know it's a no. You, yes. it, is, it is such a disservice to the other person because like you said, you're lying. I have been in that situation where it feels like, oh my God, what? I, it's like you are actually living a fake life. And you know what? Someone's going to cherish them for who they are. That's right. And they're not going to be pondering when they're doing yoga if that person is right for them. No, they're going to have a person who thinks that the person is exactly who they need to be. And that's great. They'll find that. Just know like you, I think this goes for, especially when you're in a pretty stable, like a good relationship, but it's mm -hmm. just not for you. Like mm -hmm. you're probably going to break the person's heart. Yes, and it you are. It sucks. It does. It's and that's tough. still, that's still not a reason to not do it. It is still, it because honestly, it, it it's like a, sort of a better reason to do it. It's like, at least you're going to, you will break their heart. It's going to break your heart too. But a heartbreak sparks creativity. Mm -hmm. It sparks a lot of growth. So in the long run, it's going to help both parties. You just have to be the person to say no. You Yep. yep. And it's hard. Fuck. That's it's a, so fucking hard. It is so fucking hard. And I like what you said too, sis, about, um, you know, if it, this is an abusive relationship or there are certain times, like I had so much trouble breaking up with one of my early boyfriends because he was, you know, I was like so worried about his mental health. And so he yes. would say like, I'm gonna, you know, die, like, or yeah. you know, literally kill myself if you don't, mm. if you leave me, you know? And so it, it can be so challenging. Uh, and also, like, at the end of the day, that is not your responsibility. Like, even – I know that's terrible to say, but no, it's you not. cannot live your life in fear of the way the other person is going to respond to the breakup yeah. because you have to live in your truth. And, and sis, what I wanted to say, too, is, like, barring those examples of, like, abuse or when somebody has really, um, really struggles with mental health, uh, if you have the privilege – to leave in a pretty clean way and you don't, I just think you're even more of a coward a little bit. <laughs> like yeah. if you have the privilege, not coward. I'm talking about coward if you, uh, if you never leave kid, you know, like if you, if you're just like, well, I guess this is my life. If you have the privilege to leave and to be happy, we need happy people in the world. Like yep. think about this as a global citizen. We need people living in their brightest light. We really do because that inspires other people to live in their brightest light. That inspires other people to find the kind of love that really matters and really changes the world and has this big effect, right? Like we need that. And so if you have the privilege to do that kind of thing and to step into that kind of an existence and you don't, 
fuck you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you, man. Fuck you. It pisses me off. I like, draw. stop it. Yeah. <laughs> then go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <like> so pissed. <laughs> oh, my God. That was perfect. Yep. That's how I feel. That's how, That's I, how feel I feel, too. Okay, so I think we covered those topics very well. And final thoughts on when to know when it's a no is that your intuition already knows, baby, baby girl, baby boy. Uh, when you know it's a no in your heart, it's time to call her quits. <laughs> yeah, you baby adults. <laughs> you babyest babies in the land. You baby asparagus. Yeah. So your heart is telling you no, it's a no. If your body is telling you no and you're rapidly gaining weight, that literally <laughs> happened to me and I could not lose weight um, yeah. and I was just eating. Yeah. It's because your body's also telling you no. So follow that feeling. What do you say? Yeah. <laughs> if you're having acne and you feel like shit about yourself, it's probably a no. It's probably a no. <laughs> yeah. It's probably a no. And if you're having acne and you're not feeling like shit out of yourself, it's probably time for Accutane. (laughs) (laughs) Just spike your body with crazy medication. (laughs) If you're already vegan, you're doing everything you can for 10 years, you do Accutane. (laughs) That one's changed your fucking life. All right, Lauren, are you okay? I am I'm surprisingly not okay right now. (laughs) I am feeling pissed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not okay. I'm gonna take a break. Oh my god. Okay. All right. So (laughs) let's roll this sucker into listener questions. We have two really good questions today. We're gonna try not to rant because I feel like this is this has been a really good episode so far. So I'd like to make an announcement. I noticed you said we are going to try not to rant. And I just wanted to let you know that I do not identify with we. I have identify with I. And I will be ranting. Okay. <laughs> that is expected. Okay. <laughs> okay. Question number one is from our little listener in the back. No. <laughs> no. Sharon, could you stand? <laughs> little listener in the back. Her name is Sharon. Okay. okay. Damn. I'm kidding, everybody. These are anonymous. Okay. For Sharon. I'm just thinking one. the follow-up question is just like, where is the back of the podcast space? You know? I was pointing to the back of the room. Where, where okay, is she? So, where, where is she? she? Okay, question number one is why can't I get off from penetration alone? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because your body doesn't work that way, baby. Yeah, because <laughs> your body doesn't want to. Okay, it is a huge misconception that we are supposed to just get fucked like porn stars and come right away. That's just yeah. a huge misconception. If it's just in and out, pretty dry penetration you're not going to be getting off every time unless you are a squirter and you have a really intense g-spot situation Mm -hmm. some people love that some women do and a lot of 
women don't. Most women, I think it's like 70% of us do not get off from just penetration alone. Yeah, it's a lot. I just want to say there is nothing strange about not being able to get off from penetration. I think it has happened to me one time because I was in a very specific position, but almost all women need quit stimulation or something else. I mean, I get off like that every, every time and like either 69 or also using a toy, but penetrative sex alone is really hard to get off like that for me at least. Yes, it is. It's yeah. very hard you, to get off can like you that. Get off, no, you can't get off like that. Um, I can. Oh, when you're in a squirting scenario. Yeah, it's a squirting scenario and it's a very specific, it, it's not like it just happens in doggy style. Like I, I'll be turned on in other ways the whole time basically, but the best way for me to get off is like basically grinding my clit off like on someone's yeah. pubic bone. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like it's not oh, going to yeah. just be simple. The, the squirting part is a little bit more simple if it's the specific move for squirting. It's like it's a sure shot. Like I don't even have to think about it. It's like my body's just already doing it. But yeah. I but I really like I practice that. I taught myself how to do that. Yeah, and I think this I mean we could do a full episode on this. So I won't yeah. talk on it for too long. But also this plays into like faking orgasms, which for mm-hmm. me happened for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And that is a disservice to yourself and your partner because a lot of people with penises do think it's possible for every woman to come like that. And that's just not true. So do not do the next woman they sleep with a disservice either by faking it. (laughs) Right. And actually, you know, just incorporate new toys and stuff. If you're like, why can't I get off from penetration? Well, don't say, why can't I? Just say, I can't. And now it's time to tickle my clit. (laughs) Yep. Tickle my clit or rub it clean off. Do whatever you need to do. Like a cheese grater. <laughs> Get the sledgehammer and involved while you're if needed. Go ahead and twist my nipples till the cows come home. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Perfect. I actually really like that question. Yeah, um, me too. Okay. Question number two is: I want to be open, and my partner does not. What do I do? This also could be a full ass episode, which we have to do one on different types of open relationships but I have an answer take it away baby bye 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 bye. well wait a minute we don't know if oh wait they did say and my partner doesn't right so I'm already assuming well I don't like to assume but in this scenario I'm I'm guessing we have to already had the conversation and if it's not in the wheelhouse for you and you want to be, it has to be a buy. It has to be a no, right? I think what it has to be is, yep, it's going to be some journaling. It's going to be some more conversations about it. I don't think, I, I don't know how many conversations this person has had, but it can't be just one time. Like, hey girl, I want a threesome. Yeah. Or like, hey, hey boy. Or like, hey person, I want a threesome. Mm-hmm. And then your partner says, no, I don't want that. And you're like, all right, bye, 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 right? It needs to be a conversation again and again if this relationship is something that you really care about. So 
yeah having yeah having more conversations about it and if it gets to the point where you're like okay this is something I'm sure I want and your partner's like this is something I'm sure I don't want then you cannot have both in this case you cannot be open and not open no and I think this is a really great way to tie into this episode talking about boundaries Mm. is if your person is saying their boundary is oh I am not comfortable with ever being with somebody else but that's not your same boundary like how would that possibly ever work long term I mean wanting to be in an open relationship versus monogamy versus being in a monogamous relationship is a really different thing and being open is a lot of different things that can just mean playing together playing separately whatever there's a whole list of things but Mm -hmm. if you specifically know you can't be monogamous then you cannot be with someone who's monogamous right if that's you know if that's part of your preference for a relationship and for me, like sex is a huge part of a relationship, then right. yeah, I, I just don't see that working out. Damn. I agree. See, but I, agree. I, I also like with my husband now, I was the one who brought up being wanting to be open in the future uh, right away, pretty much right at the very beginning of the relationship. And mm-hmm. at first, it was a no for him. Then it turned into a yes after a lot of conversations. So it's also the way you present the information. Like Lauren said, it's not just one time like, hey, I want to do a threesome. It's like, this is how I went about it was like, yeah, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. And I also can't imagine only having one sexual partner for the rest of my life. So what is that going to look like? And yeah, I mean, that's a huge factor in sex communication and fulfillment for both partners. So have the hard conversations and figure out if that's going to work for you. Yeah. And I think we can even take the, so a couple, I want to say two more things. The first is give your partner some room. If you started out as a very monogamous relationship and you're like having this desire to be more open and to have these more open conversations, I think give your partner some space and some grace too because they, this is not, you're asking for something that they did not sign up for Mm -hmm. and being open and being monogamous are fundamentally, you know, obviously they're different things. So give your partner some space to think through it, maybe ask them to journal about it, do some work on it and really understand their why. And if you can find like a great middle ground or like, you know, a hall pass situation, maybe it doesn't look exactly like what you thought an open relationship would look like. Um, but this person's love means a lot to you. It's not necessarily a breakup, but it just might be these, these harder, deeper conversations and best of luck to you. Yeah. And understand your why as well. You said understand their why. Like mm-hmm. you really need to, if you're asking to go from monogamous to not understand your why as well, are mm-hmm. you asking it because you're not fulfilled or right. are you asking it because maybe you were introduced to it and you were kind of thinking like, oh yeah, I could be into something like that. Right. You need to make sure it's coming from a place of goodness. <laughs> yeah, I think coming than... from a place of knowing, right? Knowing yeah. why, knowing mm-hmm. what your thing is. Because if if you and your partner haven't had sex for three weeks, or, or not three weeks, for, you know, 
however long too long is for you and you're like, okay, well, the only way that I am going to feel better is if I get fucked or if I fuck someone, right? Yeah. That's probably not a great way to do it. I saw uh, Dr. Emily, uh, yeah. Sex with sex Emily. With Emily, yep. Yeah, she said – she posted something the other day that I love so much and it's like if you want to have a great threesome, have a great twosome. And so it's really important to address your own sex life too. Like what is it about your sex life at this particular time or what is it about the idea of an open relationship that is sparking your interest? Is it the love that you could have for other people? Are you feeling more poly? Are you wanting to explore sexually? Are you perhaps bisexual? Are you wanting to – there are so many different things, so many yeah. different things. So like you said, Cami, ultimately know your why. Yeah. And the second thing that I wanted to say is if you are not in a relationship and you're listening to this and you're in the dating world and you know that you want to be in an open relationship, that is something that needs to come up very early on because if it does not come up early on and you think that you can kind of maneuver and like have these conversations later, that is, I don't think that's okay. Neither do I. I think you need to bring it up early. Because it gives the other person a chance to really know what they're getting into and like what bonuses for them that that brings or like what negative effects that brings. So Yeah. I mean, that's you know. a sexual preference. You have yeah. to make that known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right away. If you see it going into a relationship, that's a conversation that has to be had. I agree. Perfect. Well, that wraps up our listener questions. And also wow. it wraps up episode five. Wow. Howdy doody and good on you, kid. I know. Thank you so much to our listeners, everyone. This We are really excited with the turnout of these first four episodes. And this is one of my favorite episodes we've recorded. Mine too. I, we will see TBD on what happens with our Instagram for the page. We'll let you guys all know as soon as we figure it out. But like I said at the beginning, for now, follow us on our personal pages at SheWolfLauren at Camille Misbach. And we will be announcing and launching new episodes from there. That's exactly right. And also, please do not – you know what? I'm going to phrase this positively. Please like, subscribe, review. And give us those five stars, honeys. We just want to see them. We want (laughs) to see them. And we love you being a part of our wolf pack. That's right. We love you all so much. We will see you next week for episode six. All right. Out, out.